Tooth and Claw podcast. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, where where are we? We're in the cabin. Yeah, we're up in the mountains. We're in the mountains in the cabin. It's so we cold. got Wes Larson. Yeah. He's our wildlife biologist. That's me. Um, smartest person I know. <laughs> okay, it's getting better. I like that better than smartest person in the world. Alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got Mike Smith. Our producer, smartest person I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> then I'm Jeff Larson, Wes's little brother. So, yeah, we we hiked into the cabin just to, you know, we we couldn't get enough winter. Yeah, we just wanted more <laughs> snow, and we got plenty of it There's up here. A, it's the cabin's buried, and like the chimney came apart from the cabin. Yeah, so that was kind of crazy. Like it, a clean break, it like fell yeah. off the cabin. It's There's, almost it looks like a Lego piece that was like removed and laid down in the snow yeah. next to the cabin. Part of the fun of like sleeping here at night is having a fire, so right. we might pack <laughs> Probably up. Probably not this trip, but we yeah. will watch a movie. Yeah, and we'll smash for it. Thankfully, yeah. we didn't have too much stuff to pack. In into the cabin so the hiking was pretty easy <laughs> it's very easy for you really quick it's probably been a minute since we've done this let's talk for just a second about what we do on this here podcast we talk about animal attacks we talk about how often in the media these attacks are portrayed as being uh, like a predatory animal or an animal that's bloodthirsty or monstrous and really generally it's that the person is doing something wrong that triggers the animal to respond in that behavior so the purpose of the podcast is to really explain these encounters, let people know why they happen, and then give people the information they need to prevent them from happening in their own lives. So that's why yeah. we're here. My purpose is more just to tell some jokes. Tell jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Our jester. Uh, <laughs> so we're up here. It's cold. My job is to edit the jokes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to edit out the offensive jokes. Uh, <laughs> What's going on with you guys? What's new? Oh, man. I still haven't caught my breath from hiking up here, yeah. I feel like. Still uh, a lot of breath. I've been, I can run an eight-minute mile now. Okay. So how impressive is not, that? Not, but. <laughs> I'm actually kind of, imp- the older I get, the more impressive that's going to be. So keep that up. Yeah. That, I feel no. like it's equivalent to like benching 200 pounds. <laughs> I don't have any <laughs> benchmark for that. Uh, good for you. Yeah. I'm glad you're out there taking care of your body. What else? You've been you've been telling us to rewatch Transformers. Oh, dude, I got some thoughts about Transformers. I I rewatched the first one, and like I think the like sequels have made me think I hate Transformers. Yeah, and the first one was funny. Yeah, I like the first. I'll be, one. Uh, you told me to rewatch it, and I got ten minutes into it, and I was like, I hate Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just feel like the bad robots are like they're named Decepticons. Okay. And yeah. they have red eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, how are they ever going to be good? What do you like, like? How can like? How can they ever be reformed? Are they just always been like, bad? How like, can what? they think that what they're doing, like, they're the good guys in the story? Like, they oh, should just, always know that. Like, <laughs> like they name themselves <laughs> Decepticons. Decepticons. Some yeah. people just like being bad, though. Yeah. They're just bad Star boys. Scream? Yeah. I guess, but like, so they just are never. Like can't know. turn good. No, I liked uh, Megatron crash lands on Earth and gets like frozen in Antarctica, uh-huh. and Shia LaBeouf's uncle discovers him or something like that. No, it's like his great grandpa, but he's been like frozen for like eighty years, 
and as soon as he unfreezes, he just starts killing people and destroying stuff. <laughs> Doesn't even like look at his surroundings his or like, try that. to like figure just out an... what's going on. Yeah. So was Optimus Prime and all the other Transformers and Decepticons were they turning into like semi trucks before they visited Earth? Like, <laughs> semi trucks are eternal. Yeah, like, is truth that like of a the universe? Yeah, is that like so a constant sick. mode of transportation across the galaxy? I don't know, dude. If there's like we said, I don't aliens know that big that are smarter than us, I don't know what they're doing trying to protect us. Yeah, that's a good yeah. call. Speaking of things that are um, smarter than us, something that's very dumber than us <laughs> is um, ducklings. Mm. So we got two ducklings and. Yeah. Jesse was gone for a week, which means I had to do Jesse work, which is like taking care of animals. And our ducklings are in this like kind of like area. You call that Jesse work. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it, and I don't. Uh, uh, our ducklings are in this like own little space that we had. To, I would have to go get them in the morning and like from inside the coop where they had their own little space. Yeah, and put them in their own little space in the run. And then in the evening, I'd have to go get them from their space in the run and put them in their space in the coop. And this has been going on for like a month. Jesse did it, and then I had to do it. And every time I got in there, these little assholes acted like they had never seen me before in their life and just (laughs) lost their minds. Like, just like running all over like I was going to kill them. Yeah. And I'd pick them up, and they'd just like start shitting on me and like scratching (laughs) me, and I just wanted to kill them. (laughs) Because I was just like, we have done this. Dozens of times. How has it not sunk in at this point? Anyway. Yeah. She loves them. She loves them to death. (laughs) So with Transformers. No, we're done. All right. Okay. Uh, All right. So what we're actually going to talk about today is uh, a critter that, you know, I didn't, I didn't, when we started this podcast, I didn't think it would ever come up. But then as we were doing our news episode, our last news episode, I stumbled upon a story about this animal and I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty interesting story and we should probably do a full episode about him. And that's the Amazon Pink River Dolphin. Mm. All right. I've never heard of him. So this never is, heard this of him. Is, yeah. Really? Well, this I feel is a like, new thing for me. I feel like I got to give you a, a photo reference then. Just so oh, really? You can, yeah, they're a weird looking animal. So it's not just like a pink dolphin? No. I think like, I... Kind of. For me, yeah, kind of. But for me... I mean, it is just a pink dolphin. I guess literally. I mean, they're, they're a front runner for me for like it is. one of the uglier animals out there. Really? Mm. Oh, I'm excited I now. think they're kind of ugly cute in a way. Sure. But they're they're ugly. What the heck? Like, this is an ugly animal, in my opinion. It looks like a... It looks like someone who got sunburned too bad and it's like scraping off or like blistered. It looks like a sausage that got seared on one side. Yeah. <laughs> or like... <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that yeah, animal. They're an interesting animal. It, I'm sure they're cool. It kind of looks yet. like genitalia or it looks like, too. <laughs> it looks like in One Piece when Usopp gets oh, like super Another beat up, one. but then <laughs> only his mouth is like he can talk. The bit, yeah. Oh, the big <laughs> oh, I lump. think I actually saw that one. Uh, All right. Anyway, we're going to talk about them, and I'm going to go ahead and launch into our story. Let's do it. Okay. So in October 2022, Claire Bai set off on a trip of a lifetime. She's going to be exploring the jungles, the mountains, the rivers, the coasts of South and Central America for seven months. So the 28-year-old Claire was really excited about these adventures that she was really confident she'd have in all these jungles and mountains and stuff. But little did she know that an unexpected animal would change her life forever. You guys have a pretty good hint already what that animal (laughs) is. But about three months into her trip, Claire and her friend Louis were in the Bolivian Amazon basin, and on the morning of January 3rd, 
2023, so this year, they set out with an experienced tour guide as well as a small group of other tourists for a trek through the forests and kind of this like Pampas area of, of the Bolivian Amazon basin. So they're in this lush foliage of the jungle. There's buzzing of cicadas, calls of tropical birds, all this really intoxicating stuff about being in the jungle. But one of the biggest draws of the tour would be when they stopped at the local river near this town called Santa Rosa de Yucuma, because there they would have the opportunity to swim with Amazon River dolphins. Um, mm. Do you know what? I really like the sound, like the ambient sound of cicadas oh, and crickets and stuff. So I know much. some people find it annoying, but I, I actually really, really like it's it. It's like my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to actually do our biology pretty early because, like you pointed out, Mike, this is an animal that I think a lot of people aren't too familiar with. So we're going to talk a little bit about them right now. Um, and I'm sorry, for some reason I am kind of out of breath. We're high altitude. Don't you yeah. worry. Yeah. January 3rd, you were you were prepping to storm the Capitol, no, right? This Mike? is 2023. <laughs> 2023. It's not funny. No, it, that's no, not true. It's not. None of us were in any way part of that. All right. Oh, I feel bad for all like Mexico City podcasters. They probably, that's so high up there. The yeah, trying to catch their breath. The altitude, yeah. yeah. All right, so Amazon River dolphins are commonly called Pink River dolphins or botos, which is their name in South America. What's They're, that translate to? Do you know? Botos? Botos? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's, it translates to Pink River dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. There are species of freshwater dolphin that are found throughout the Amazon, Amazon basin, and there's actually a fair number of freshwater dolphins out there. There's some in like Asia and some other places. Oh. Um, this isn't the only freshwater dolphin. But is it the only one in South America? No, it's not. There's a few. So there's actually like a number of subspecies of this dolphin that they consider subspecies. This is the main species, but then there's also like another freshwater one that lives near the coasts. But this is the one that when you hear about Pink River dolphins, we're talking about this dolphin. Yeah. All right. So they are found throughout the Amazon basin in rivers in Bolivia, Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, Venezuela, and Why Peru. do they call them pink river dolphins? Because uh, they're pink and they live in the rivers. Right. <laughs> so do you guys get the... Okay. What uh, about countries, the dolphin part? The dolphins because they're dolphins. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. species of dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're the most widespread of river dolphins and the largest as well. Really? The widest spread of all dolphin species? Yeah, because they live throughout the... Um, no, of... Of river dolphins. Oh, okay. They live throughout yeah. the Amazon basin. Gotcha. So Which they are, is the biggest river this. in the world? Uh, yes, biggest river in the world. The longest is the Nile. Amazon's mm. the biggest. So they are cetacean, so a whale. Um, they're a toothed whale. And remember, whales is the big circle and dolphins is a small circle. So every dolphin is a whale, but not every whale is a dolphin. Mm, right. All right. So there is some disagreement over how many subspecies there are. Currently, there are thought to be three subspecies. I think I said four earlier. For the purpose of today's story, we're just going to talk about the genus. So all of these species, we're calling them the Amazon River There's Dolphin. Some disagreement in this very episode. There's a little bit of disagreement. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're pretty large for river dwelling animals. Males can get up to 185 kilograms or about 408 pounds. They can be almost nine feet in length. Females are about half as heavy and about 15% shorter. Average weights are about 185 pounds to 355 pounds. Average length is about 6.5 feet. 
They have this really long, short dorsal fin on their back that almost just looks Wait, like part of their back. Long, short dorsal? I'm going to show you a okay, photo. Okay, yeah, I'm going to um, need to see something. It's really interesting. It almost looks like it's just their back. It doesn't really look like a fin. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. So it it's looks like, like um, it looks just like part of their, uh, looks, and their body yeah. kind of angles down after it. It looks like yeah, their really body just kind of goes straight and then angles down. It reminds me of uh, Olympus Mons on Mars. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What is that? The biggest mountain in the solar system. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The way it's like so gradual, you almost like... when I looked at them, I was like, oh, Olympus Mons. Uh, Here's another like illustration of one that kind of shows... Oh, yeah. I see what you mean by short. It just, it doesn't, it looks like a long keel almost. Right. Okay. We're really bogged down in this fin for some reason. I don't know what keel is. All right. They have long and paddle-like pectoral fins that allow them to be really extremely maneuverable in the water. So... Like marine dolphins, their their pectoral fins are usually pretty short, and they don't move independently. These guys have long paddle-like ones that move independently, so they mm. can't go nearly as fast as marine dolphins, but they're much more maneuverable, which is really important for them because they're swimming inside of all this like, like vegetation and stuff. Kind of. They're like looking through for fish in all this like vegetation in the river and whatnot, so they have to be really maneuverable. Fight in more of a current. Maybe. Maybe. I, I guess the ocean has pretty strong currents. Yeah. They don't have a fused cervical vertebrae like oceanic dolphins have, which allows them to turn their heads in each direction 90 degrees. Mm. Um, so it gives them a lot more flexibility when they're hunting in the dark waters of the Amazon basin. So that's kind of an interesting thing. You think about a dolphin. They don't, when they turn their head, they turn their entire body. These guys like turn their heads to, to look at you. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're born a dark gray color, and their coloration turns lighter as they get older. The pink color is actually just from them that running into things and getting abrasions on their skin and fighting and stuff. Oh. And it, like that gray color gets rubbed off, and the pink color is the color underneath. Whoa. Yeah. That's weird. So the, the crazy thing is males are typically much more pink, and that's because they fight a lot. So the pinker you are, the more you fight. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Tough guys wear pink. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. In dolphin world. <laughs> yep. They have long, thin snouts. It's like Seamus in the WWE. You know who Seamus is? Nah, the Irish, no like super pale Irish guy. He gets slapped. Does and he's he just live on that? Pink. <laughs> or Jokic. Like Jokic. after the end of every game, his arms just are just bright pink. <laughs> uh, they have long, thin snouts with between 100 and 140 teeth. Those teeth have differing shapes with various functions for grabbing, crushing, and eating prey. So they have these long, skinny snouts, plump bodies, chubby cheeks, round, bulbous foreheads. They look really unique compared to other dolphins. Yeah. I said they look ugly. That's a personal opinion. A lot of people think these are really cute animals. I'd love to see one in the wild. So I think they're really interesting. I feel animals. like the people who think they're really cute, though, would like think every type of dolphin and whale are cute. Right. They think like those like blind mole rats and, like, are cute. And or, stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. or like they, yeah. they're like, like pugs. pugs. Yeah. <laughs> Their newborn nephew is just ugly. They're <laughs> yeah. like, this is the cutest yeah. baby. That's the weirdest. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was, like, when someone has a really ugly baby and they're like, isn't he the most handsome little man in the world? And you're just like, no. <laughs> Your baby is like, objectively ugly. I'm so happy that moms like think their baby's cute no matter what. All right. So they they hunt a large variety of fish, reptiles, and crustaceans, and they use echolocation as their main hunting strategy. So this was really interesting to me. I had never really dug into echolocation. Mm. I did for this episode. Picture just sonar. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. But when they echolocate, they use an organ called a melon that's found on their forehead. And it's got a lot of adipose tissue in it. 
And that organ focuses and modulates their vocalizations and then acts as a sound lens. So that sounds kind of complicated. I'm going to explain what that means. So pretty much they send out a series of clicks and the echoes from those clicks bounce back and they sort them out and they can interpret those clicks for what's prey and what isn't prey. That's cool. And that sounds like, obviously that's really hard for us to visualize, but at the same time, like our eyes are bringing in wavelengths of light and interpreting it as stuff. And it's the same thing with sound. I learned that on the dark night, they talk about that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's pretty much like that thing he uses in dark night. Lots of marine whales send out really high amplitude clicks that will travel really long distances because they're in these huge open ocean environments. So they need to send out these clicks that'll travel really, really far. But these dolphins will send out like much smaller, lower amplitude clicks because they're in shallow water and there's lots of plants and stuff around and they don't need them to go really far. And the benefit for them is because they're sending out smaller clicks, they can send out a lot of them at once. So when a whale, any kind of whale sends out these clicks, they have to wait for the click to come back before they can send out a new one to interpret the information. Otherwise, they get bogged down in like tons of clicks. So when I read that, I was thinking like, oh, so they probably send out like a click every few seconds or something. Guess how many clicks these Amazon River dolphins send out? 200 per minute. I'll say, I'll say 30 a second. Wow. 30 a second. 30 to 80 per second. <laughs> what? Nice. I got it. You nailed what it. What the heck? Yeah. It is an extremely high rate of clicks. Yeah, I watched The Dark Knight, and okay. they tell yeah. you all about it. <laughs> so that's a fast rate. I don't know what like a marine dolphin is, but I have to imagine it's still like a pretty mind-blowing amount. I guess it would almost be just like the more you can generate, the better. Right. So like you're getting like all of that too. Like yeah. you kind of need a ton. Yeah. Right. But that is crazy. So they also have sensitive bristles at the end of their snout that can detect movement from prey when they get close enough to investigate. Uh, and then they'll just grab them with those long snouts and the sharp, sharp front teeth. They're really efficient hunters. They'll eat about 6% of their body weight every day. Wow. And they have really tiny eyes, so there's a popular myth that they're blind, but they actually have really good eyesight. There's not much like clarity where they live, though, right? No, the rivers there have a lot of tannins in them, so it's like clear but dark at the same time, hmm. if that makes sense. So it's not super clear, but it's not like it's all muddy. Kind of like nighttime? Either. Yeah, I guess. Or, <laughs> like that's nighttime. actually a pretty, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad, actually. <laughs> I was thinking a mirror, but that's yeah, not right Yeah, like either. nighttime would actually be a good, like as opposed to like being in a storm where there's stuff blowing around. All right, so this is a crazy story. In 2021, a pod of Amazon river dolphins was seen to be playfully, I'm doing quotation marks, interacting with a large anaconda in Bolivia. It was wow. one of the first interactions ever recorded between these two species. One of the most notable things about this interaction was the um, obvious sexual arousal of the male dolphins. And some of the males were fully erect while playing with this anaconda. The males were? Yeah. Like they were, they were like, (laughs) wait, what are you saying? Nothing. Okay. Because it's an anaconda. Okay. Anaconda. (laughs) Anyway. My anaconda. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Unless you got buns. Yeah, I know. But the anaconda is the know, male. You knew that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> after seeing those photos, <laughs> after seeing those photos, marine mammal scientists theorized that the dolphins may have been aroused from rubbing on the snake or from actually trying to like penetrate the snake. Like wow. they think they're really going for it. Whoa. Or it could have just been from the exhilaration of interacting with an animal that they don't typically interact with and they just got like way, Excitement. Wor- way worked up. Which yeah. that's happened to all of us, right? <laughs> That's kind of like 
dogs in the water. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, finding new... T- huh? Nothing. I was just like that. <laughs> yeah. Dogs of the water. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like chicken of the sea. So they, they call this a playful interaction, but it was a lot less fun for the snake. It was likely sexually assaulted by these dolphins multiple times yeah. and died as a result of this behavior. Oh, uh, Whoa. Which, you know, it's nature. It's fine. But it was a really interesting thing for these Yeah, tell that to the snake's family. Yeah, West. that's true. A paper was written on the interaction titled, A Case of Playful Interaction Between Bolivian River Dolphins with a Benny Anaconda. Benny Anaconda is the species found in Bolivia. Not right. its name. Yeah, it's not name was Benjamin. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, they are less social than marine dolphins. They're commonly seen singly or in groups of two. Large pods of 30 or more can occur, especially in places where there's a lot of food availability. Mating has really only been observed in detail in captivity. Males and females really only interact during breeding. And courtship involves males chasing and nibbling at the fins of the females in an effort to encourage them to mate It's with a good them. move. It's a great move. <laughs> this one is not such a good move. If the female's not receptive, the male will often become very aggressive and essentially force her to mate with him. Mm, nah. Lots. That's, that's a bad move. Yeah. yeah. Like lots of other dolphin species, they will mate a lot after courtship. And one captive couple mated 47 times in less than four hours. Nice. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's like. So it's a lot of mating. That's like third date material. <laughs> <laughs> God. I guess. <laughs> Once you know each other. Mike's DMs are going to be blowing up after this. Uh, <laughs> all right. So they do it in three different positions. They face ventrally at right angles. So ventral is like the underside of a dolphin, and they'll both be at right angles to each other. Mm. They go head to head, and they go head to tail. There so we go. These are some freaky dolphins. <laughs> yeah. All right. So gestation's thought to be around 11 months. A mother will give birth to a single calf that has to be pushed to the surface to breathe. They lactate for around a year. Dolphins stay with their moms for two to three years, which means that there's thought to be a pretty strong connection between mothers and calves because they lactate for so long and they stay with their calves for so long. They don't have many natural predators, although both black caiman and jaguars have been observed feeding on river dolphins. When confronted by threats, they'll both bite and ram the threatening animal with their snouts and their bodies. The teeth can rip apart flesh, and the force of their ramming snouts is thought to be pretty extreme. So Jeremy Wade is one of my favorite TV biologists to bring up on the podcast. He's the guy that did River Monsters and stuff. Yeah, that guy's cool. I really like him. I like him a lot. So I watched an episode of his. He let one headbutt him? No, but he, he did get in the water with them because he was investigating them as potentially a instigator of some kind of attack or something. And he got in the water with them and was swimming with them. And then when he got out, he was talking to people about how much pressure they might be able to exert on someone. And he did this demonstration where he just grabs a watermelon and sets it on a table and then just hits it with a baseball bat. <laughs> Gallagher <laughs> goes into like slow motion and he's like, it might be this much. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it was so uh, funny to it me. It reminds me, there's this movie called The Core. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. Where they have to like oh, yeah. go into Earth's core <laughs> yeah. and, and he Eckhart. like Aaron gets an <laughs> apple and he's like, this is what's going to happen to Earth. And he just like blow torches it. <laughs> it's like NASA or something. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what this was like. So and he even knew, I could tell in his like in his face, he was just like, this is the dumbest thing, but whatever. Yeah. I'll hit this watermelon with a baseball bat. It's kind of fun. So there's actually a lot more we could get into when it comes to their biology, but we're going to get back to the story just so we don't get too bogged down in it. 
So Claire and the other tourists enter the water, and there's already a group of children swimming and playing with a group of dolphins. And this group of dolphins was accustomed to playing with humans in the water. So they're kind of friendly dolphins, like humans and stuff. I was about, um, can I finish my sentence? <laughs> Normally you just take <laughs> no. my segue, I know, dude, and I know. go with it. I, you, yeah, this one's a little harder. Okay. Uh, they are, because the second part of this, they often get handouts from people swimming in the area. Uh, yeah. Food uh, conditioned. Yeah, so they are food conditioned, and they are somewhat of they're a curious animal just like any other cetacean yeah but like some like the dolphins we see in mexico like won't really swim with us. right so bot- these guys are more curious than bottlenose dolphins bottlenose gotcha. dolphins are kind of known for not being very curious about investigating people mm. these guys are much more into it but claire gets a little uneasy when she sees one of the children that had been playing with these dolphins pick up a dolphin calf and lift it out of the water. Oh, and she actually noticed a, a noticeable change in the behavior of the rest of the dolphins. They were really playful and friendly up to that point, and suddenly they became, they became aggressive, and they were actually biting and nipping at swimmers in the water. Oh, wow. So they started swimming faster, more aggressively. They were like ramming people and nipping at people. So she got really uncomfortable, and she decided to get out of the water. And she retreats to the safety of a floating pontoon nearby. And her guide there shows her how to like use a water bottle to throw in, and the dolphin would grab it and like bring it back to her, and then she'd throw it in. She's playing these games with the oh, dolphin. That's funny. Yeah, but after a few minutes of playing, she drops the water bottle in the water, and it's shallow water. It's right by the pontoon. She thinks, you know, I'd been swimming with these dolphins. No big deal. She hops in the water to get this water bottle. And as soon as she hops in, one of these dolphins surges forward, clamps its jaws down on her foot. Jeez. They kind of have, like, gnarly-looking mouths, too. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like... Lots of sharp teeth. It's not, like, the top animal I would want to bite me. No. No. (laughs) Yeah, not even top ten. No. Uh, A worm would probably be, like, top one. It's not, like, the worst, probably, either, though. Uh, Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would like agree right with that. Right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So she gets bit on her foot and shock just pulses through her body and she scrambles to get out of the water and back on the pontoon. But as she scrambles to get out, the dolphin drags her back into the water, refusing to release its grip on her foot. Oh, man. And she starts screaming for help, like top of her lungs, screaming bloody murder. Several people gather on the boat and they try pulling her in from her arms and they still can't get her out of the water. Like this one dolphin is pulling her back in. Oh my gosh. And it's just not letting go and it's continuing to bite into her foot. So after about 20 seconds of this tug of war, the dolphin finally releases its grip and the screaming and terrified Claire is able to crawl back up onto the pontoon where she gets her first glance at her foot. The sharp teeth and the powerful grip of this river dolphin had almost completely severed the top part of her foot. Blood was pouring from a large gash and she could see the exposed tendons as well as the bones of her foot. Wow. So she's staring in horror at like skin that's flapping around this big open wound and yeah. blood's just coursing out. And immediately she has this realization that's like, oh, I'm in some real trouble here. Like I might lose my foot if I don't get some medical attention. Yeah. What's the tooth situation again like with these dolphins? They have 100 to 140 teeth and they have different types of teeth at, throughout their mouth. So the front teeth where the dolphin used its front teeth to grab on her foot they're conical and they're very sharp. Oh, wow. So those are the teeth they use for grabbing and, and like ripping. Right. Yeah. So 
A bystander takes off his shirt, he ties it around Claire's foot, and they load her into a nearby car, and they speed off toward the local hospital, which was only about five minutes away. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a short drive. Out in the Amazon. Right. She's screaming in pain already, and she's just pleading for any kind of pain relief. And they get to the hospital, and they realize it's very rural, Mm -hmm. uh, and completely underprepared for injuries like hers. So they do the best to sew it up, but they didn't have any pain medication for her. They gave her a shot of anesthesia, and then the tour guide went to a pharmacy nearby to try and get some pain pills to ease her suffering. They take her into a recovery room after her foot was sewed up, and she remembers saying that she saw blood all over the recovery room, and she wasn't sure if it was her blood or someone else's blood. Oh, man. And then there was a large ant nest in the hospital bathroom, and no mosquito netting, and there was bugs just swarming everywhere. So this is like a very... Like a, a pretty rinky dink hospital. And I'm not like that there's sure. no judgment call there. Like this is a small town in the Amazon, you know? Yeah. So due to the fact that this like local hospital wasn't sufficient for her injuries, the decision was made to drive her to the next nearest hospital, which was four hours away in this town called Ruinbake. I'm probably saying that wrong, but Ruinbake. So it was like a harrowing drive. They're going down mud roads. Uh, they learned that the hospital is full when they get there. So they put Claire in a hostel nearby, and they she's hoping that these doctors are just going to come visit her. And she said a guy showed up a couple times a day, and he just gave her antibiotics, but didn't really even look at her injury or anything, and just kind of showed up and gave her antibiotics and left. So all that's all the treatment she's received so far is just getting her foot sewed back on, basically. Yeah, and then getting these antibiotics. Oh man, like and no anesthetic or anything. No, and she's starting to notice oh. that like her skin is dying yeah. and rotting away, and that she can like smell the wound and stuff. So she knows it's starting to become infected. So she's panicking, which you know I get that. Like it's sure, foot, yeah, you know, it's something you use. <laughs> yeah. I would already have been panicking for a long time at so this point. She calls the British Embassy, and they arrange for her to fly to La Paz the next day, where she'd be checked into the Semes Hospital. That's C E M E S Semes. Once they get to that hospital, they perform surgery on her mangled foot. They cut away the stitches. They cleaned out a lot of infection and dead tissue. And it left her with this really open hole on the top of her foot. And she had to spend two weeks in the hospital in La Paz before she was able to fly home to the UK. When she gets home to the UK, she goes to A&E Hospital, where once again they inform her that her foot is really infected and that she would have to undergo another surgery to clean away dead and infected tissue. So they do that, and then the doctors ended up taking skin from her groin and attaching it to her foot to try and patch the hole. And they also had to go in and reattach blood vessels to get the blood flowing again. So as of late February, when Claire was interviewed, and I should say that a lot of this information I got from an interview she did with The Independent, but there was a lot of other articles that were available, she stated that she was only just starting to be able to put pressure on the foot in February and that she was worried that her mobility would be affected for the rest of her life. Yeah. She describes her foot as looking like a bit of pork wrapped up in string, which it kind of does, to be Mm, honest. Yeah. I want to pull up a photo so you guys can see it. So, I mean, they got a big chunk of the top of her foot. Like, it looks pretty good there, but it's like, that's a good area that that dolphin bit off pretty much. Yeah, that's crazy. So she was really traumatized from the attack, and she's been seeing a psychologist to help with the daily flashbacks to that 20 seconds. Since the attack, other people have been bitten in the area, and they put up signs warning people about aggressive dolphins. I don't know if this tourism is still happening there where they're swimming with them. I would hope not, just based on this interaction. River dolphins specialists believe that it was a combination of unsafe tourism and food conditioning, as well as that kid messing with one of the young dolphins that led to the attack. 
typically these dolphins are non-aggressive, but they have been known to like give little bites and to ram people and stuff. All right. Did they yeah. ever arrest that dolphin? I don't think they arrested it. I think it's still <laughs> at large. Yeah. Really don't quick. Don't pick up the babies, you know? Don't pick up their babies. Yeah, don't. Yeah, do don't that. do that for any animal, probably. Mm, except for uh, like a, no, wait. Except for ones that you can animal. easily like beat a up. a dog. A golden retriever. Sure. A if baby, the person lets you. Yeah. Yeah. Baby mosquito. All right. So really quick before we're done with the, this part of the episode, I want to talk a little bit about mythology, which is usually your purview, Mike, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Oh, it's okay. all you, dude. It's all yours. This is an animal that has a lot of mythological meaning to some of the tribes and peoples of the Amazon. And one of the most pervasive legends is that uh, at night, this these dolphins morph into a tall, handsome, elegantly dressed man <laughs> that no actually way. has a hat over its blowhole. <laughs> So that people wouldn't be able to tell it's a dolphin, yeah. and they go. That's the one thing that's yeah, giving that's it away. Yeah. I saw a person with a blowhole. I'd yeah, like, that's a dolphin. Dolphin guy. Yeah. So the man goes ashore, and he goes to parties and stuff at night in the Amazon villages, and there he charms the most beautiful girls at the party, impregnates them, and then goes back into the river. Oh, and nice. the uh, like main theory, like so now in a lot of those villages, they would if someone like suddenly had a pregnancy that maybe like the father wasn't accounted for, <laughs> oh. they would be like, it was a bota. So that's like honestly sometimes what happens, which is pretty funny to me. Oh, that's um, so funny. It's like a cover story for unwanted or scandalous pregnancies. Sure. Uh, another legend is that the dolphin serves as kind of like a siren that will call people into the river. And then if the person comes into the river, they take them to this mystical underwater world of Encante, which they can never return. But on the like, the nice thing is this is supposed to just be like the best place in the world. Yeah, it sounds magical. Yeah, it sounds nice to me. Uh, They're also considered to be the guardian of the Amazonian manatee. So if you want to see a manatee, you first have to make peace with the dolphins, which is a really interesting myth. They're revered and they're sacred. So a lot of indigenous Amazonian people won't eat them, won't kill them, um, and it's considered like a great sin to kill a dolphin. And then also a lot of local fishermen and peoples are a bit superstitious about looking them in the eye. And the thought is that if you look a river dolphin in the eye, you'll be cursed with bad dolphin nightmares for the rest of your life. <laughs> so maybe Claire just looked it in the eye. Maybe yeah. that's why uh, she was traumatized, yeah. not that it because ripped half of her foot off. She's still like talking to a psychiatrist, right? Yeah. Or yeah. she was? Yeah. Do you think yeah. the psychiatrist was just like... Did you, by chance, look at these dolphins <laughs> in the eye? Um, all right. So that's it for mythology. That's it for our story. But let's get into our ouchies. Who wants to go first for ouchies? Uh, yeah, I'll start us off. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Because, like, the attack itself is really low. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the lasting effects seem like it might even last her whole life. Yeah. Yeah, she had tendons severed and stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a six. Okay. I think I'm going to... Go with a five. Okay. Because of all the parts to have mangled on a body, like the foot isn't the worst place to have traumatic physical damage done to. Of course, it's debilitating forever. Yeah. And again, our ouchie scale, we're talking like bears eating people to death. Right. So like on that scale, this isn't nearly as bad as that, but it's bad, especially like- It's not one that I would be like, eh, no big deal. No, definitely not. But like the panic that's induced when you like can't find correct medical 
treatment for a long time yeah. and it seemed like a really brutal first yeah, it little was window. weeks of like yeah. having to deal with all that i'll go six i want to i'm gonna bump it i'm up. gonna say six too we're doing six six there six there we go number nice. of the beast yeah like megatron or whoever uh, <laughs> and i'm i like i have the same things i i don't think the actual megatron is pure evil you should not have brought it up again <laughs> i know i'm sorry <laughs> I don't, I never thought that Jeff would take a right turn into loving Transformers in 2023. It's uh, character growth. I, I, I tend to agree with what you guys said, just that like, it's a part of your body you put weight on. So like, if it's messed up, you might be dealing with that for a long time. It seemed to be pretty traumatizing to her. Yeah. If she was on a seventh month vacation, they got cut short to three months. That sucks. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah that's a good call. Yeah. Sorry, Claire. Yeah, sorry. If you're out there listening, Claire, hope your foot heals up well yeah. and hope you can get back in the water and, and be okay. Yeah, no bad dolphin dreams. Yeah, hopefully you didn't look it in the eye. She kind of has, has like a proud foot from that. Little proud feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. If you've got balls and you haven't lost them to a chimpanzee or a python in your toilet or some other kind of animal attack, I've got great news for you. Because Support for Tooth and Claw is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate hygiene bundle, and you can join the over 8 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with an exclusive offer that's just for you, which is 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TOOTH at manscaped.com. Now, like a lot of people, I discovered hygiene down there at a kind of later stage in life. I think I was just kind of using whatever trimmer I could find in the family drawer, and it wasn't the best. It could lead to nicks, it could lead to accidents, ingrown hairs, a lot of problems like that. But Manscaped has really performance-made equipment, and in their performance package 4.0, you're going to get their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, their Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, and their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Reviver Toner, plus some boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold everything. So you're going to have the whole package. You're going to have everything you need to take care of a very sensitive area where you want really good gear um, because why risk it, you know? It's just not worth it. So remember, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code TOOTH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code TOOTH. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Tooth and Claw is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I've said that like four times now and that's the best one yet. Flavor is in full bloom at HelloFresh. Enjoy tastes of spring with chef-crafted recipes featuring ripe, seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door. No worries if you're not a pro in the kitchen. HelloFresh's foolproof recipes arrive pre-portioned and easy to prepare in just a few steps. And I can attest to that, but also I've learned a few skills from making my own HelloFresh kits that I've implemented into other meals that I like to cook. So it's been really a great experience for me. I remember I'd eat with this one guy who would just say, It's substance about every meal that he ate. And it bothered me so much because I think food is like something that you should have a real opinion on. And I'm telling you my opinion on 
HelloFresh is very high. It was way better than I expected. I can't recommend it enough. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Tooth16, that's all lowercase, and use code Tooth16 for 16 free meals plus shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Tooth, lowercase Tooth, 16, and use code Tooth16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Our next sponsor has a product that I've been using every single day. I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens because my busy schedule doing bear work and producing tooth and claw really doesn't give me a lot of free time to search out organic, healthy food, and I wanted to take a supplement that would fill in some of those gaps. Something that would give me more energy, better gut health, and a stronger immune system. Plus, I didn't want to spend a fortune every month on like six different supplements. So I was really thrilled to find AG1 because it ticked all of my boxes. So what's even in it? Well, in just one scoop, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, which means you'll get the benefits from the ingredients that your body will actually absorb. I've noticed a real difference in some really interesting aspects of my overall health, including my mental clarity, my hair thickness, and even my sleep patterns. So I've taken a lot of supplements in the past, and I feel like I generally had to trade taste for effectiveness. And while some supplements tasted like candy, I knew they really weren't making a difference in my health. And others, they would have really great ingredients, but they tasted like death, and I would quickly burn out on those ones. But AG1 has all of the ingredients I was looking for, plus a really mild and pleasant tropical taste. I actually find myself looking forward to it each morning. It kind of tastes like the healthiest pineapple juice in the world. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash tooth. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash tooth to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. It could be an unused Hulu account. Or maybe, like my friend Todd, you're subscribed to an animal attack podcast you don't even listen to anymore. Wait, I shouldn't be saying that. Anyways, there's this great app I use that helps me keep track of all my expenses. And because of it, I'm not wasting money on subscriptions I don't even use. You might even have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money formerly known as Truebill. The best part of Rocket Money, besides having Rocket in its name, is that it shows all your subscriptions in one place so you can see them all easily and figure out which ones you do or don't want to stay subscribed to. Hopefully you Patreon subscribers want to stay subscribed to us. Anyways, using Rocket Money, you can even find subscriptions you don't know you're paying for. You might even find out that you've been sneakily double charged for a subscription. Imagine getting charged twice for something you don't even use. To cancel a subscription using the app, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com claw. Seriously. It could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash claw. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash claw. 
Let's get into our categories. Uh, I do think at some point we're probably going to do like a dolphin episode, a more traditional dolphin. So I didn't want to do favorite dolphin from pop culture. Saving it. Yeah, we're saving it. So I picked favorite pink animal from pop culture. And then I also want to hear your favorite pink animal from nature. So go ahead and give me both. I'll start us off. Okay. Uh, So my favorite pink character is Courage the Cowardly Dog. Okay. There's a lot of really good options here. I was going to say Pink Panther, specifically from A Shot in the Dark. Uh, That's one of my favorite comedies. But he's not really... The actual Pink Panther himself is like... He's basically in the credits and that's it. Yeah. Courage the Cowardly Dog is... I kind of... there's. I love that show. There's a big part of me that I see in him and vice versa. So, yeah. I love that little guy. He's got like that hole in his tooth. Mm. You remember that hole that goes through his tooth? Yeah. It just makes me wince when I see that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Jeff, you want to go next? Yeah. I was going to say Jigglypuff, but then Mike (laughs) brought up Lickitung earlier. That's better. (laughs) But then... I might just choose Millennium, my beanie baby, too. Okay. Mm. Yeah, sure. That counts. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll do all our pop culture, and then we'll go back and do our animals. Cool. Uh, mine's probably not an animal at all. Uh, I'm picking Kirby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so I glad you did. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, my favorite Smash Brothers character, which he's a, the laziest Smash Brothers character, but I still really like he's, playing with him. He's a, a killer of gods, slayer yes. of gods. Yeah. If you get into the Kirby lore, he's like maybe the most powerful character like ever. Really? Yeah. I just it's love, pretty deep and dark. I love a chubby little pink cloud <laughs> so that just cute. like eats and is always happy. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. yeah. All right. And then for my animal, I, I had actually a really hard time with this. I It was it came down to, to a rosate spoonbill, uh, orchid mantis, or an axolotl. And I went with axolotl. Because I just think they're such a cool little amphibian and really interesting looking. So I picked Axolotl for a pink animal. Yeah, you mentioned mine. Orchid uh, Mantis. Orchid Mantis. Sorry. It's what was a, that first one you said? A rosate spoonbill. It's a type of bird. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. The one you chose like looks like a Pokemon more than oh, any yeah. animal. Axolotls. <laughs> more yeah. than most yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Like Pokemon. Yeah. 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 Their, their little smile is just adorable. They're great. They should um, have been the cutest animal contender. I was going to pick Axolotl, but I had a backup. Oh, sorry. I just ripped through everyone's It's cool. Animals. No, it's fine. Uh, I'm picking pig. All right. Uh, I, I, I like pigs. pigs. You do like a pig. Uh-huh. Pink old the, pig. Not babe. worm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Close runner up. Bronze bronze medal winner, worm. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna do we're gonna do I I want Mike to win his money back. So we're doing where Mike and Jeff paying attention. Oh gosh. It's three questions each. Starts easy, gets hard. Who wants to go first? Are we doubling or nothing? Always. Yeah, you're four billion. Four billion. <laughs> four billion a well, little less than four billion. Yeah, it's like a million less than four billion. Yeah. yeah. Who's going first? And a few dollars, because they, a few listeners Venmo me a dollar. <laughs> I'll let Jeff go first. Okay. Jeff, these first two are real easy. Okay. What country was Claire in when she was bitten by the dolphin? Bolivia. Correct. Mike, what kind of snake were the dolphins getting all horned up for? Anaconda. Correct. Jeff, what is the echolocation organ found on the forehead called? Oh, it's a bee. I don't remember. Mike, do you want to try and steal? Melon? It is a melon. Oh, oh, yeah, no, it is. Two to one. Nice job. Mike, name two of the three sex positions that pink river dolphins commonly <laughs> use. I could have done this. Head to tail. Okay. And then there, you said something about like a perpendicular right angle. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. Did he? Oh, yeah, ventral right angled. Yeah. And then face to face. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah but that one's all three. Missionary. Those are the only three out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Which one would you want to do? <laughs> with a dolphin or with a human woman? I'm doing the perpendicular. I don't know. I don't even know what that means, but uh, I would say I don't know. Head to tail. There you go. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, all right. Who's next? Jeff's next. It is three to one. Yes, three to one. Yeah. Jeff, what's Claire's last name? I don't know. Mike, do you remember? By correct. Mike, you're on a real tear. Ooh. Four to one. He always gives us a winner takes all. Yeah. No, Mike, how yes. many clicks per second do echolocating pink river dolphins send out? 30. I gave you a range to when 50. I said it. No. Jeff? 30 to 80. Correct. Oh. Two to four. This bonus question is easier than I thought, but I'm just going to read it, and whoever yells out the answer first, if either of you know it, wins the whole thing. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> how many months was Claire hoping to spend on her vacation? Seven. Seven. I think Mike beat you. Yeah, just oh, back I, to even, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, don't worry. You'll be. I'll be back in the hall Shoot. for billions again. All right, we're gonna do cage match. Mike, do you want to introduce our cage match category? Yeah, sure. So this is a category where we take the animal of the episode, this being the Amazon Pink River Dolphin, and we place it in a hypothetical fight against like Hunger Games type cage or something. Yeah, like a one v one matchup against some of the similarly sized and weighted animals that we've talked about previously on other episodes of our show. For this one, I decided we're just going to do animals that mostly spend time in water in the water okay yeah. cool. from my research it sounded like there was some anecdotal evidence that they could take a smaller bull shark um, oh, like wow. by ramming them and mm. stuff they could kill a bull shark anything bigger than that i think is probably That's probably these guys. not like a one-on-one type thing either right it's like I multiple dolphins I ramming the i'm not bull. sure they're pretty big they're bigger than like an average river bull shark in the amazon okay but i think like a big marine bull shark would probably win Okay. What was that earlier you were saying about uh, the caiman? Yeah. So black caiman have killed them. So that okay. pretty much means that we've done alligators, alligators and crocodiles. And, yeah. A large alligator or a large crocodile could kill them. I don't think they're any match, though, for our bigger marine predators. So well, from our story, too, uh, they can kill an anaconda, yeah. but they get killed by a jaguar. Right. So jaguar? Jaguars kill them. Yeah. <laughs> jaguar. jaguar. We're overcorrecting on that, I think. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're a match for our bigger marine predators. They're definitely not. So like great whites, tiger sharks, polar bears, orcas, they're all easily killing these guys. I bet Quentin Tarantino would love these dolphins. I just thought about that. <laughs> I think he might be one of these dolphins. Bite and they feet. They love feet. Mm-hmm. All right. You think he might actually secretly be an kinky. Amazonian pink river he dolphin? Be. He very possibly could be. Yeah. All right, so He's let's the right do. Color. Let's do. What would Mike and Jeff do? Uh, you guys are on a little tour in the how Bolivian many, Amazon. How many of these dolphins could kill a polar bear? How, how many, many would, it would it take to kill a polar bear? Yeah. I don't know. Like probably twenty or thirty. Mm-hmm. Just ramming. Well, I don't, and I think the polar bear would kill them at a faster rate than they could like hurt. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, what would Mike and Jeff do? You guys are on a little tour in the Bolivian Amazon basin. You're swimming in the water with some pink river dolphins. A little kid picks one up. Yeah. Little shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then one comes up and bites you in the foot and won't let go. What are you doing? Mm. I'm going to hug it and cover its blowhole so it can't breathe. <laughs> good move. Yeah. I like that. That is a good move. Yeah. 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 And I'll... if it turns into a guy, it's got nowhere to put its hat. That's, <laughs> That's this. Maybe you I'm could have plug to rethink it. my strategy. You could plug it with the water bottle. Just shove it That's in. That's a good one because you had the water bottle. Oh, she, she did had, have the water. Yeah. Is that yeah. your pick? Yeah, I'll just kind of 
jam it in there. Ride your coattails. But then, but then the dolphin has a projectile weapon because it'll blast that back out at you. Or like, <laughs> you just pull the dolphin out into the boat, and they can't they're big, breathe they're if big, they're in the boat. Ones. I don't think you could. If you get everyone, well, in it sounded the boat like they had a bunch of you. people there. Yeah, right? that's true. I'd they, stick they my other. You know they can breathe like air, though, right? <laughs> I'd stick my <laughs> other foot. In... That's a good point. Why? So, th- how long would it take for them to die out of the they water? They don't. They do if they're out of the water. They don't. They, they like dry they up or something. Right? Yeah, sure. If it, I guess, if you had it out of the water for like. Hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Okay. But if it was under like a shady tree, it could just be out there for as long I as I don't know. That's actually a good question. <laughs> but I know they transport marine mammals by just like pouring water over them. And yeah, them. yeah. Right. So. No, I think I'd put my other foot in there and in the just water? try to get more leverage to open the mouth. In its oh, mouth. Oh, okay. You love yeah. pushing another thing in my other foot mouth. in the mouth yeah. Yeah. and then lift up. And try okay. to get it off. Yeah. So because this is an animal that doesn't hardly ever attack people, there's not like a lot of information out there on what you're actually supposed to do. I think the main thing is avoiding it. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of somewhat unethical tour operations out there that advertise like swimming with river dolphins. If you're ever in the situation where you have that opportunity, I would just take a really good look at the ethics of that company because from reading a little bit from these marine biologists – it seems like they don't really think that's ever a good thing. Okay. But I do know there's a lot of there's a lot of like people like Jeremy Wade, for example, that I respect that has swam with them mm-hmm. or fed them or whatever. So I, I don't want to come out and say that that's always unethical. But from what I can see, like whenever they have seemed to been a problem outside of impregnating people. Um, in villages <laughs> problematic. at night, yeah. I would say it's That's almost. I was thinking maybe like just take everyone's hat off if you're in a bar yeah, and out there, the just, just to make sure. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Do you think a blowhole on a human would be on like the head though? Because I always thought it would be like on the neck. That's what I would think. So where? How do you? Where are you wearing, wearing a hat? On the hat. Neck? Maybe yeah. the those like hats with the string. Oh, and you flip and it you back. like flip it back and have the string on your neck. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I would just say my general advice for this one is <laughs> to is to um to avoid getting in the water with them. Just enjoy them from the safety of a boat or the shore. If you're with someone who has a lot of experience with them, then maybe I guess. But it seemed like Claire had the right idea when she was noticing some aggressive behavior and she got out. out. Yeah, she honestly Claire did everything right here. Yeah, like she yeah. shouldn't have expected one to charge her once she got back in the water. She didn't do anything wrong. Right. Yeah, and she's hardly even. That's just unlucky. It is. It truly is just bad luck. Yeah. Um, but I would say, like, don't, you probably shouldn't swim with them. I don't think it's a good thing to swim with them. So let's do some listener questions. Who's cool. got patron ones? I gathered up a couple. First one is from Ruby. Ruby. I like that name. I do too. What is your all time favorite SNL skit? Mine is Bill Hader's puppet class. That was Ruby. Huh. Mm. That's a good question. No, I'm going to go with the classic Chris Farley getting mad about the fake sugar in his coffee. Yeah. Where he like destroys the entire restaurant. Yeah. My friend recently sent me the gif of when he's in his like, oh, what's the down by living in a van down by the river? But he was on an exercise bike for some reason and the exercise bike started moving and he just like crashed through a wall. Okay. (laughs) Anytime Chris Farley crashes through stuff. He's the best physical comedian ever. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I would probably pick like all of Chris Farley's. They're just so good. They're so funny. You guys kind of already said them. 
If I were to go outside of that, I would maybe pick that SNL digital short that Will Forte did, the first date one with Megan Fox. <laughs> yeah, that one's oh, yeah. so Where funny. he's talking Busy about SWAT. SWAT <laughs> yeah. That's one that I've like gone back and watched a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the weird one that always sticks with me, Chris Catan. There's one where he had like really brittle teeth. Okay. (laughs) So he had to have everybody else chew his food for him. Yeah. And and then then they would like spit it into his mouth. Do you remember that one? Yeah. I don't know. It's like not that, it's funny, but it's more like, what is, this is so gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the one I remember. It's a great question. Okay. Next question from Melanie. My older brother wants to know if you were a fish, where would you like to be hooked? I'm a fish. Where do I want to get hooked? Probably like in the really dense, like the really thick skin of my back, you know, somewhere Mm -hmm. where like just somewhere where they're going to be able to pull it out and it's not really going to affect me in any way. I don't know. I'm not much of a masochist. I don't want to get hurt somewhere. I mean the mouth. You want to get hooked in the mouth? Yeah. I feel like sometimes when you hook a fish in the mouth though, you really mess stuff up in there. I've always heard that like they don't have really the same like nerve network as humans and they don't really feel pain in quite the I, same way. I don't think anything feels pain in the same way as another animal, but they definitely sure. still feel pain. Okay. Like I'm I'm not I fish. I'm a fly fisherman. I love fishing, but I feel like that was a talking point that like fishermen came up with to like try and convince people okay when you hook into a fish it starts flopping around in the water like crazy it's like feeling it i would say more the type of hook i don't like a gnat fly fishing like a tiny little it's like tiny little like fly Yeah. yeah i was thinking maybe the tail because I was thinking, like, what part of a fish would have the fewest nerve endings? Yeah. Maybe just the tail is, like, okay. a weird dead spot on them. Yeah. I've been, like, long Weird in. question. Get, like, a pierced <laughs> lip anyways, yeah. you know? That's true. I'm glad <laughs> so we have been it. talking yeah, a lot about, yeah. through your lip. <laughs> like, Tom DeLong from Blink-182. So cool. Uh, this one's from Michaela. Why doesn't your older brother Cyrus come on the podcast? And secondarily, Mike and Wes now. Uh, what is one place that you would love to dive but haven't been able to yet. Jeff, you can even get it on that one. Size uh, is so Cy- boring. Size <laughs> <laughs> really funny. I just, just yeah. talk about teeth. I just think um, it, it just hasn't good happened. For It'll this probably one. happen at some point. The dolphin teeth. Yeah, we'll get them on at some point. What animal? I don't know. It's got to be like a shark. Yeah, yeah. something with t- lots of teeth. Yeah, He's, he's a, a dentist, dentist for yeah. context, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. We love Cyrus, but... He's not part of the podcast. That's why he's not on it. <laughs> he uh, Cyrus trolls West more than anyone in yeah. Earth. I feel but like it's always, it's always <laughs> like, like act like global warming. It's like, like impossible. It's true, yeah. but just like as a way to rile Wes yeah. up. Yeah, it always right. works. Too. Uh, as far as my favorite place, I'd want to go diving or a place I want to go. I really want to go to Raja Ampat in Indonesia. Oh yeah. It's this little island there that has supposed to just have like the best diving and like the most marine biodiversity. So that's where I want to go. Cool. I just want to go so many places it's like overwhelming. Yeah. Svalbard. Um, going there. Sval- go to Svalbard. <laughs> you want to go diving in Svalbard? It could be cool. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to Egypt. Apparently there's oh, some really yeah, cool Red sea. Red sea marine life. Those to Red check Sea out. liveaboards too are cheap. It's like a thousand bucks for like six nights or seven nights. Let's do Let's it, do dude. It. Yeah. Let's go. Sure. Jeff, get certified and we'll go. Yeah. Is that it for yes. patron questions? To you, Jeff. Hey, thanks, patrons. We we say it a lot, but we sure love you. We do. And you Apple Grizz Club people too. Love you too. Yeah. Love, Wait. Love. The first question I'm going to read is this text I got from a random number. Hmm. Is it Mr. Jason? I'm Anna. Is there any <laughs> news about the medical equipment you contacted me last time? That's a great uh, question. 
Uh, okay. Careful with that one. So that's some HIPAA violations, that's maybe. Number one. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, no updates yet, okay. Anna. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> Mr. Jason. All right, Darkuna. Uh, who's the better wizard, Merlin, Dumbledore, or Gandalf? I'm saying Gandalf. You guys know I'm a big Gandalf head, though. Dumbledore is bottom tier. Yeah, Dumbledore can hardly keep those kids alive. Yeah, Gandalf's like a. Uh, eternal angels. Dude, I'll ride. I'll ride Dumbledore. Okay, I'll yeah, pick I'll Merlin then. I don't really. I don't have much Merlin it's lore in my fight. fingertips, but yeah, yeah let's get cage them all match. Fighting. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Sure, some nerd out there is probably done that. Is Dumbledore even <laughs> better than Voldemort? Or he should, shouldn't be named. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we got to get out of here. <laughs> I'll cut edit, me I'll saying edit that his name. Out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you can know the movie The Other Guys. Yeah. Rockin' Russian Boy wants to know, where do you stand on the lion versus tuna debate in the movie The Other Guys? I don't remember that. Okay, so pretty much um, Mark Wahlberg says to Will Ferrell, like, you're like a desk cop and you're never going to be a cop like me because, like, you're just a tuna and I'm a lion. Yeah. And Will Ferrell's like, I'll take that all day. Tunas get to a thousand pounds. You you come swimming out in the ocean, it it's over for you. Like tuna's taking you out a lion in the ocean. I would say like a big bluefin tuna, if a lion's floating around in the ocean, could probably ram it enough times that the lion's gonna die. Yeah. I would agree with that. But then I would give the lion higher odds in the water than I would give the tuna on land. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I tend to still pick the lion. Yeah. That. What about like three feet of water? I'm picking the lion. In three feet of water. Yeah. Big male African lion. Yeah. More okay. weapons. They just got more weapons. That's what it comes down to. GS Dog Mom 89 wants to know, favorite battle scene from a movie? I mean, it's got to be a Lord of the Rings one for me. Yeah? Yeah, I want to say Helm's Deep. Yeah, I think it's a good choice. But I also really like the like Normandy scene and Saving Private Ryan. Mm. Like, I always get really wrapped up in that. Those are such cliche answers. Yeah, I mean... It's not a movie. Game of Thrones has Battle of oh, Bastards. Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. But that you're right, it's not a movie. The one I've been most emotionally affected by was the very end of a Davy Crockett movie my dad and I used to watch when I was little. At the very end at the huh. Alamo when he oh, dies. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see him die though. He's just waving the I think it's like the Texas flag or something, but I remember I, I always like I'd run out of the room when that part happened because I didn't yeah. want to see him. Well, I didn't want to not see him die, I yeah. guess. <laughs> That's how you would say that. This doesn't really count as a battle, but the last scene of the last duel where they have yeah, Adam Driver sweet. and Matt Damon fight, like they're both so terrible, but you just want them to kill Adam Driver so bad. <laughs> yeah. And like you're, yeah, anyway. I like uh, the end of uh, Monty Python too. When yeah. They all get arrested. It's <laughs> a great battle. It's great. I would I would go home steep. I think yeah. just like yeah. swords and arrows are like so much better than guns for yeah, a battle and there's scene. Like weird creatures and stuff too. It's yeah. just got everything. And the battling the battering ram. Yeah, he throws mm. a dwarf. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Aliens? No, oh, not for me. I would yeah. probably okay. say Predator. Oh yeah. I don't a battle is kind of a the start. Yeah. Sure. Where do we draw That's the line true. between fights and battles? Yeah. Um, Skirmish. Katie Healy, 28. The Ducks, tell us about them. I already did. Annoying <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Jesse loves them to death, though. They're cute. They're, yeah. I feel like I like yellow ducklings more than the ducklings yeah. you got, but 
like for adult ducklings, they're really cool. Looking. We're a little disappointed because we ducklings anymore. But yeah, yeah, we thought they were Cayuga ducks, which mm. are really beautiful, and we just learned they're like khaki ducks, <laughs> and they're just going to be kind of brown. You got, yeah. you got scammed. Yeah, we got duds. Hopefully, that fox will eat them. <laughs> um, <laughs> be devastated. I do loop, hope that. I hope they don't. <laughs> loop looks Giddy. says, "Is celery ever an acceptable food?" Michael, no, let you start. Never. <laughs> what is it doing? It's not giving you much. Is what it? are people fiber. ever doing with you get it? Fiber. So, yeah. It fills you up. Apparently, if you're trying to lose weight. yeah, I've heard that you actually burn more calories eating it than you get from eating it. Like the right. act of chewing. I don't know if that's true. I've heard good that with like cherries, and I don't believe it. It's like it's super bitter and it's really sinewy, so it gets stuck in your teeth. And like the crunch, it's almost like a soggy crunch. I'm There's not a big nothing fan good about I like, celery. I like it in like a green juice. Like I like the flavor of a little bit of celery in my green juice. But I don't like just eating it. No. Anytime you have to like put peanut butter and like chocolate, chocolate chips, chips on something to make it palatable, Ants it's on not log. that good. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna stand up for celery. I love it. Go right. for it. It's yeah. like a. It's honestly probably like a top five vegetable for me. It's great dipped really? in ranch. Yeah. I like Whoa. it dipped in some ranch. Like I love the crunch of it. Like it. Like, buffalo. Wild I just wings like and the stuff. texture. Yeah. You get free floss. Mm-hmm. If I'm getting wings, <laughs> oh, I'm more excited about, about celery than carrots. Even. It's weird because. Like I'm, I'm the least picky eater I know. I love mm. all food. Yeah. That's like the one thing you don't like. It's yeah. the only kind of like f- regular food you I eat would poop. say. I yeah. d- regularly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, when I go into the bathroom, Benson Benji <laughs> particles, part of the particles, <laughs> molecules, molecules, whatever. They of the baby animals on the cute baby animals bracket, which is the most dangerous as a baby? Whatever. Do we have any venomous snakes on? Probably there? an elephant. I don't. No, we didn't have anything venomous. Well, that swordfish. She's got that sharp little nose. <laughs> um, Pokey Highland cow. I'm saying the elephant. You, you might be right because I don't think we really have any dangerous babies on there. I don't think any of them could kill you. Maybe a baby stingray. They might be able to sting when they're that they're young. So small. Yeah, but still, stingrays really hurt. <laughs> What's an elephant gonna do? Like step on you. Hedgehog, you step on that oh, thing. Yeah. Whip you in the groin with its trunk. Baby hedgehog. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> baby hedgehog. Yeah, I would we... almost say baby giraffe. Mm. Just I think yeah, a kick from a baby big. giraffe mm. would really hurt. Yeah, um, I like that. I think that's probably what I'm gonna pick. Baby gorilla could probably punch you in the balls. There's a lot of these babies that if they bit you, it would hurt. But like, I think the most dangerous, I'm going to say the giraffe. Okay. I'll Um, trust you. You're the biologist. All right. For this one. So not Taylor Lewis asked least favorite celebrity. I'm staying out of personal lives for it and just saying like least favorite for me in like a movie this is such an easy pick for me go for it jared leto (laughs) okay (laughs) i just find him so annoying yeah and he's a bad person that takes advantage of underage girls wow there you go yeah and he has like a cult kind of right yeah (laughs) yeah i guess is r kelly count in that case (laughs) like any anyone like that yeah that's why i was trying to say not personal lives (laughs) yeah right (laughs) <laughs> like how about celebrity who's like they're the product that you know what i'm gonna out? go with is machine gun kelly okay like i actually kind of like them outside of their what they do but when i listened to his music i thought it was like the worst music it's, i've ever it's heard. pretty tough yeah. yeah you like him outside of his music i mean i think he like is interesting, is interesting yeah. and like yeah, yeah like it's not like i he's on jackass that's kind of funny yeah and like it's yeah, not like true. he's like Someone I hate because right. of who he is, 
Yeah. It's just like his actual like music sucks. I like my anti-celebrity feelings really peak this time of year because mm. of the Met Gala. Like that's yeah. the time of the year where I'm just like, we need to stop this. Like, <laughs> it's so, this needs yeah. to it's end. so Hunger Games. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've always had this weird dislike of I don't hate him, um, but Ed Harris. Okay, because he really reminds me of a neighbor that we used to have that would always yell at us for yeah. any like <laughs> we would ride our bike in front of their house. He seems and be like, like get a, out of here, like what? a mean kind of like older man. Yeah, yeah. like he would be very strict. He looks deal. very stern. Yeah, I like that. Ed I, Harris I is in a lot of awesome like movies that. though. I like yeah, he almost is. everything that he's, sure he's in. Great. He's great. Yeah, but unless he's he kind of scares the me. Gala, then I hate him. For H C H. Which Hogwarts houses do y'all identify with? Gryffindor. Slytherin, dude. I'm yeah, bad. You're a dude. bad boy. <laughs> I've always I've always never felt... done anything good because the <laughs> whole house is never yeah. done anything You're good. literally a servant of the Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah. There's no other yeah. The, honestly, people that try and say they're good. It's, it's like, like oh there's Slytherin. good Slytherins. Like, no, there's no. not. Not a single one. <laughs> they're all yeah. <laughs> I've always identified with Ravenclaw. Yeah, I see that for sure. Yeah. I kinda wish I didn't identify with Gryffindor, but I just that's who I spend. No, that's you. Uh, yeah. Lauren VXP. If you could have the hair slash fur of any animal, which would you have on your body? Mm, the hair slash fur. I would want one like a otter or something where it's like really water repellent. Mm. And so I can just swim can, like, around float. in the water oh, and float yeah. too, but just also have like a really nice time and slide around and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, otter. River otter. I'm gonna go with the river otter, not sea otter. Cool. I think I'll go with the lion. Okay. <laughs> the main. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that's really good. I'm going to go with zebra. Yeah, you like I like those their mohawks. Yeah. Those, okay. They're so cool. I like, I've said this before, but the fact that like the color of their like stripes on their skin, it goes it up their, yeah. onto the, yeah, I guess mane you would call it. Right? Mane? Oh, yeah. Mane. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant the color of their skin also matches the color of their fur. Is that also true? I think so. Whoa. I think they have, they have striped See? skin as well because I know tigers do. Yeah. Uh, real Asa Wilson wants to know what's Jeff's golf handicap. I don't know. I golf like a hundred and eighteen. I always feel like golf just seems like you're hitting a ball like I don't know, like four hundred yards, and you're supposed to get it there in like four or five it's turns. It's, yeah. it's like kind of crazy. Yeah. Jeff, every it's time crazy. I've gone out with you, you're like a bogey golfer. The yeah. dwarves invented it by chopping that guy's head off yeah. and it yeah. fell in the that's gopher hole that's too. It's, that's canon. <laughs> that's golf canon. What about you guys having uh, I know I, my, I, cause dad wants me to be an alternate on his team. I'm oh. not a good golfer at yeah. all. I'm not that into golfing, but I'm a, uh, I'm an 18. Handicap. I'm the lowest handicap possible. Because it's like his driver to like the three wood he hits them all about this, or like the driver to the pitching wedge is like I hit them all about, about the same distance. Same distance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, should right. we go on to conservation? Yeah. All right. So these guys are IUCN endangered. Uh, it's actually thought that the populations of them are like pretty dense, and there's like a lot of them. But they're also thinking that we're going to lose about half of the population of Amazon River dolphins every ten years. So, oh. and that's largely due to deforestation, loss of habitat. That's interesting that that affects rivers so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you cut all the trees down, it just completely affects, like, amount of animals that you find in the river, the prey, river clarity, all sorts of things. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a huge thing for them. Mining is a big deal where there's a lot of mercury and stuff getting in the water, and it affects them. They're also targeted by fishermen, both because they directly compete with fishermen 
so fishermen don't like them and they'll kill them on purpose. And then because fishermen use their flesh for bait for a specific type of desired catfish. So they're a big risk for them is actually just like direct human conflict. Right? Yeah. So they, they are in some trouble and hopefully that we sucks. Can that sucks. They even like together. river dolphins are getting killed by fishermen. Yeah. Cause you know, ocean dolphins. Yeah. Are. It's so dolphins don't have it easy right now. If half of them die every 10 years is what you said. Yeah. What happens when there's only one left? Then it'll, I don't know. It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> it'll be functionally extinct. Oh, yeah, um, I guess that's... Yeah. We'll have to find some tree sap with their DNA and <laughs> make some yeah. more. Frog DNA, <laughs> yeah. All right, finally, our last category. How much do we like this animal? Let's give them our claws. I'm going to go first. I'm going to give them a six claws out of ten. I feel like I'd be really thrilled if I were in the Amazon to see one. Mm-hmm. I'd feel like I saw this kind of like unicorn of the Amazon. I don't find them particularly like a beautiful animal. I think it's really cool that there are dolphin species that lives in the, in the rivers. You know, I'm talking myself into a seven. There I'm going to give go. them a seven. Nice. Yeah. The sex part. It's cool that they have so many positions. <laughs> the right Three. angle. Can you believe it? Uh, and just, I, I think it's cool that they turn pink and stuff after they fight. They're, they're a neat animal. So yeah, seven. Yeah. Any animal that's so distinct looking that like all of that mythology is built up around them. Yeah. Um, I think it's just really innately cool. So I'm also going to give them a seven. And that might bump up the more I consider it. Because the, like I've only really known about them existing for the past hour yeah. or so. So yeah. like I don't know. I haven't really landed that plane yet. Okay. But, yeah. Look at a bunch more photos. I will. I'm going to go with a five. Okay. I'm going to show you a I was thinking four or five. Yeah. Just because like I like my dolphins cute. Okay. You know, I'm yeah. a simple guy. When I see a dolphin, I want to think that's cute. And I don't think I would. Sure. I do think it's really cool they live in rivers. I think I'm going to end up putting a doll type of dolphin in my top like 40 to 30 animals. <laughs> yeah, Wes is showing me just the ugliest dolphin right there. Uh, it really does look like a they naked mole rat kind of thing. Um, so overall, I'm going to rank um, Amazon River pink river dolphins <laughs> they're gonna he's showing us more pictures Four sixteen. if that dolphin that he just showed us was wearing a hat could you tell if it was a human or not <laughs> not even morphed into a hand what was your yeah. what was your claw rating five okay four to five four point five so four point five seven seven all right yeah. well yeah. As always, guys, thanks for listening. We truly appreciate it. Are hippos pink? Yeah, they get pretty pink. And they have that That's blood sweat. That's my favorite that pink animal. Pink. Okay. Yeah, you can count them, I guess. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, if you're interested in more content, especially content that uh, Jeff and Mike are leading a little bit more often, too, check out our Patreon. Yeah. Check out our Apple Grizz Club. It's We've really got some fun. bangers in there. There's like, you're going to get double the content on day one. You're going to pay 10 bucks a month for it, which is cheaper than paying for, oh man, like f- three Snickers bars at this point. <laughs> yeah. within, we didn't we didn't adjust to inflation. No. We're staying at 10 bucks a month. So sign up. And it is like, it's the best way to support us. It um, is. Yep. Yeah, we appreciate, we appreciate it if you can't afford it too. Like, yeah. we just appreciate having listeners. We and love you. We love everyone listening right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bye guys. We'll see ya. See ya. Hey. 
Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.